Hello and welcome to Bluebells Forever, a podcast with interviews of Bluebell dancers past and present. Join Sherry Lewis, a Bluebell herself, as she leads us on a journey through story and experience. And now here's Sherry. Thank you for listening to Bluebells Forever podcast. This interview with a wonderful Victoria Chavez Harrington came out purposefully today to mark the one-year anniversary of the Bluebells Forever reunion and the wonderful dance class that she led us in as a dance captain of the current show, Paris Marveille. I'm probably saying that wrong. Um, this reunion was such an amazing experience for myself, and I know every Bluebell that went um, was forever great, grateful to Lindsay Raven for putting this together. So I want to do this as a thank you to her and to the wonderful Bluebell dancers I met at the reunion, some that I'd never met before, and to get to see old friends from, from Hello Hollywood, hello. And this is what prompted me to do this podcast, was the stories that I heard of each and every wonderful Bluebell as we were waiting in line, as we were waiting to do our photo in front of the Eiffel Tower, taking dance class together, watching the show at the Lido de Paris, and the Moulin Rouge. Thank you, Lindsay, for creating something so beautiful. And so these stories are for you, each Bluebell that's listening and fans of Bluebells or friends of mine. I also want to take a moment to just reflect of what this time has been of starting in COVID and quarantine, thinking this may not be more than a month and having the time to reach out. And as this drags on, it has also been a way to connect with people around the world. I feel like my world has gotten so tiny as most of yours has with COVID, but also has gotten so big by listening to the stories of my new friends in Australia and New Zealand and Paris and all over the world. So I want to thank you all for how much you've inspired me. And every single interview I do, I feel like I've made a new best friend because we have something in common. We have a love of dance, a love of performance, um, wonderful memories of travel and glamour and beauty and working our butts off. So thank you for each story. And if anyone else has a story they would like to share, I would love to take some time and listen to your story and share it because each one of our stories is unique and each one matters. And to all you Bluebells, thank you for listening. I love you. So I would say good morning to me, but good afternoon, almost evening for you. Uh, yes. This is Victoria <laughs> Chavez Harrington, and this has been fun of coordinating these interviews when people I'm interviewing are all over the world, and so we first have to coordinate time zones and <laughs> sleep. Um, so I was really wanting to interview you because the reunion in Paris last year, you were the one that gave us the, the class for the 20 of us very, very fortunate ones that signed up very fast that got to be part of that. <laughs> Because that class was one of the highlights of that reunion, and you were a big part of that, of just how you um, welcomed us and made us feel not like old ladies, and just the, how you taught it, and just your personality um, was mm -hmm. so much fun. And then you tell me that you were two months pregnant and a little fatigued as you were doing that, which we would never, ever have known. So you are dance captain of the Bluebells of the Lido de Paris, exactly. and I would love to just hear... Actually, let's talk about the reunion first, and then we'll kind of talk about the show, because that was kind of my starting point, because before we go any further, I want you to say the word. I'm going to show you the movement, and what do you call this move? Booby flower. Booby flower, because it's <laughs> booby not flower. good. When I say it in my American accent, booby flower is not as lovely as 
booby flower. Because I actually, when I taught, when I came back to Seattle, I taught a little bit of what we did just so people could know what it was like. And I just said, this is my favorite word now in the world. And it's because of the way you said it and the way it felt when we did it and just how luxurious that class was. So what was that like for you? And is that something you guys do very often? It's classes on the Lido stage? Um, so I would say that we do a, f a few masterclasses here and there, but not, not so much really. This was definitely one of the, the best ones that I've done anyway. It was just the most amazing afternoon. And I had a feeling it was going to be a little bit emotional anyway, just from seeing, you know, um, old dancers come back. And when I saw you all walk in and I saw, you know, your eyes all lit up and you had this sparkle, all of you, I just sort of looked at, at Jane, the, the ballet mistress, and we looked at each other and we said, wow, this is really something special. And I felt like I was, you know, part of, of something really historical. Um, and it was just, like you say, it was a beautiful afternoon. And um, I, I really feel like I was kind of back there with you all, you know? Um, and, and yeah, we, we worked um, together on trying to come up with a little piece of the show. Um, so a little piece of choreography, including the booby flower movement that you're talking <laughs> about. Um, it's funny when you, when you teach um, the, the show, you come up with all kinds of, you know, cute little names for, for the dance moves. And that one's one of my favorites. And I use it all the time when I'm doing the castings and the auditions and stuff. And it always gets a really good reaction because it's just so cute, booby flower. Um, <laughs> But yeah, it was, it was just a really special afternoon to be part of. And yes, I, I was two months pregnant and really quite tired. Um, but uh, I kind of just, you know, forgot all about all that really, to be honest, when I saw you all. And you all just really like took it really seriously as well. Like I wasn't, we weren't quite sure what to expect, if I'm honest with you, because some of you are still you know, dancing, teaching and active. We weren't quite sure what we were going to kind of right. get. And you all gave it just like a hundred percent. And we were feeding off your energy at the same time. Um, and I love teaching. I really do love teaching. And since becoming captain, I've, I've grown to love it even more. Um, and I, I, yeah, I, I really loved teaching you guys. It was, it was such a special time. I, yeah, I watched the video because I think somebody had a few and I look at that. I'm like, mm. like, I feel like I was so in my body instead of like when you just take a video and you weren't really present. So it yeah. does feel like, no, I wasn't, I, I felt like I captured every second of that and mm -hmm. made sure I was just relishing how, what a gift that was. And I, I don't know if that was afterthought or if Lindsay had that from the front because when she offered that, I think it, as soon as I saw it, I signed up. And then I went, what am I doing? I, I, don't, I don't know if I can do this. And then I realized, okay, all of us are, are above 20 years old. So we're going to all be in the same boat. And there was even some, like, because we didn't know each other. We're backstage and mm. just seeing, like, the costumes back there and, and remembering that feeling of backstage and even what it looks like to I come up imagine. the stairs. So it was mm. the backstage was also impactful. And I remember we're getting changed. And I was joking. I don't know these women. I go, we're doing this topless, right? And they all... <laughs> looked at me like maybe if we can hold you know hike these up but it was just kind of that nervous energy but excitement um yeah. yeah it was like everything of walking in there and being backstage and and then getting to do it and wishing it would never end um oh, my, yeah. my hip we specifically my hips, sorry carry on oh I said my hips were like okay we're about done but it felt <laughs> like it was such a beautiful experience that 
And it's just beautifully encapsulated in the whole weekend to get to see the show that night and recognize a little bit of what we did and recognize some faces Definitely. up there and just feel we weren't just observers. I felt like it let us be a little bit a uh, part of the whole experience and connected to you guys too. Yeah, definitely. And what I was going to say, because you were saying that you got to go backstage and walk up the stairs and everything. And we specifically wanted the stairs because we felt like the stairs were just such a, a part of every single show. There's always a big staircase, you know, and, and there is in this show as well. And we, we specifically wanted that so that you, you guys could feel, you know, that feeling again of entering up those stairs and then walking down and, oh, we, we were just looking at the stairs, just going, oh, this is so special. I felt really lucky to be part of it, honestly. Oh, it was wonderful. So you're captain. And can you explain like what Dance Captain does and the different lines that are part of the show, like how it's broken up? Yeah, sure. So we have um, effectively four lines. So we have the Bluebell line. Um, we are the covered dancers, so we're not topless. Um, generally a slightly tiny bit shorter, um, uh, kind of like a, an army I like to call us. Um, we have the Bell line who are the topless dancers um, who generally carry the bigger, bigger costumes because they're, they're slightly taller. Uh, we have the Sublime line, so I suppose what you would call the principles, whereas there might have only been one principal. Um, there are five. Oh, um, which is really great because then there's more opportunities, you know, to be a principal dancer. Um, and then we have the boys. Can't forget about our lovely boys. Uh, then we have our, you know, singer as well and, and all of the, the artists, the, um, the kind of acts, if you like. So um, I'm the captain of the Bluebells. And my job is to kind of effectively organise them. <laughs> um, we have 12 of us on stage every night. Um, it's my job to work out what show everybody's doing because some people swing and know different shows, myself included. I will do a different show every night of the week. So I have to decide where I'm going, where this girl's going. Um, if we have people missing for whatever reason, injury, sickness, holiday, day off, I have to kind of juggle everything around. Um, we speak with our ballet mistress every night and relay any corrections that need to be given. Um, I, you know, that sort of evening, uh, I say day to day basis, evening to evening basis. I, I sort the calendar, I sort people's holidays, I sort people's days off. I sort of, you know, you do, you do the dance on stage at night, but there's a lot of admin work that actually goes into being a dance captain. If I ever did need to be some kind of you know, secretary or have an administrative job. I think I'd be quite good at it now, to be honest with you. Um, so that's kind of the day-to-day -day, um, things that I do. But also as a captain, you get to take the auditions, teach wow. the new people that come into the show, teach beautiful masterclasses, you know, stuff like that. So I'm so grateful to have been given the chance to be captain um, because it's just been a real learning curve and I taught a little bit before I'm also a yoga teacher as well and my teaching skills have just um I feel come on you know a lot recently since I've since I've been captain and and so it's just great to be able to have you know other strings to your bow if, if you like so it's been really really nice experience for me. Did you start out as captain in this new show or did so, you come in as a dancer? So I I started off as a second captain so 
uh, we need multiple captains for you know obvious reasons people need days off people need holidays um so i started as, as a second captain and was only told this on the, the third day of our rehearsals out of the blue you know sort of didn't really ask for it or didn't think that that would happen um, and our first captain the lovely mez um she was captain in our last show so she was continuing on that role and they sort of came to me and said would you like to be a second captain you'll work you know really closely with Mez and you'll learn all the places in the show and I was like yes please that's great um, and then Mez went off and had her two beautiful babies um, and sort of left the reins to me so I've then taken over from her the last couple of years um, and now it's my job at the moment so so you were in Bon. I'm gonna say it wrong Bonheur Bonner, yeah. Bonner, the show before. How long were you exactly. in that show? So I started that show in 2012. Um, so about two and a half years before it closed um, for then us to create the new show. Um, so I got to experience both shows, which is really cool. Did they overlap? Am I getting that right? Where you're learning the show in the day and then, or does it close and then you start rehearsals? So... From what I believe, if I'm correct, in previous years with previous shows, that would be the case. You would be learning a new show um, while still performing the old show. This was different because they were completely refurbishing the whole of Lido, backstage, oh. front of house. They wanted to completely, you know, change everything because we were going for, for a completely different show, if effectively. Uh, um, they wanted to, you know, Go, go full kind of hog on it. So we did close for a month, I think it was. Um, we all got to go home and have some, some rest and it was actually oh. quite nice, yeah. yeah. Um, and then I think that was December um, of 2014. Um, and then 2015, January, we all came together and, um, and had four, four months, three and a half, four months to create this completely new show. And we opened in April 2015. The, we were talking before we record how much that show is so different from anything that I've seen. But I also had, I've been a long gap since I've seen those shows. I'd seen mm -hmm. Jubilee in Vegas. But because it was a gap, it was like, for me, it was so refreshing. Because it felt like it's a dancer's dream show. Because there is a staircase. There's a beautiful feathers and the showgirl thing. Mm -hmm. But there's also... The contemporary, but the, the technique that's required. We were talking earlier about how hard that tango yep. is. That was my favorite piece because it was so passionate. So it feels like as a dancer, you get to expand your performance styles mm -hmm. and get to do yep. things that we train for in class. Because sometimes I think like, oh, I left that and now I'm going to do this. It feels like it's going to uh, really challenge you to stay in your best dance shape. Not Absolutely. just for the, the, the people that, I mean, there's wonderful things in the showgirl shows, but what you guys were doing. I was like, this is beyond anything I've seen in these kind of shows. And I loved it because it made me happy for the dancers. I loved <laughs> it as an audience member too, because I would, the word I keep saying is fierce. It was so fierce. Like that tango. For it. Yeah. Oh, but then also it could be so glamorous. There was nothing, I think when people take fierceness to be like almost, not raunchy, but when girls are just like, ah, I can't, you can't see my face on the podcast. <laughs> um, but it was still so classy. Like that sexy classy that's really hard to mix with really good technique and not just throw the sexuality out as like a weapon. It Definitely. still has that, like, you're still lucky to, to, not lucky. It's like, there's something of the unattainable of the beauty that like, it's so beautiful. You can't quite have it, 
but if yeah. you get to feel like that, if there's a grit that's not um, just without class. There's something was so classy in how, which feels like a very unique thing. I don't know that I've ever seen it yeah. done like that. We, I mean, it's, it's true. You're describing it perfectly, to be honest. I mean, when we were creating the show, you know, the choreographers were really trying to find this kind of niche, you know, like the showgirl glamour, but like modernize it in, in a way. And, and I just think we've done it so well. And, and, you know, we, we talk quite a lot about female empowerment, you know, this time that we're in at the moment, especially, it's really important to us um, to kind of show that. I mean, and get to dance and use our technique and be a showgirl all at the same time, all kind of wrapped up in a, in a, in a beautiful glamorous bow. Um, and we, we do, we get to do that. You talk about the tango. That was such an incredible number to learn. I have not been pushed so hard to learn a number since my college days. And that's going back 15 years, you know, and I've been working luckily professionally since I was 17 or something, but, this was just something that I hadn't quite come across before and wasn't expecting to, you know, coming to Paris, you, you expect to, to enter into a show at the Lido, you know, being a typical, I quote, showgirl. And then all of a sudden we're like thrown all of this contemporary and technical stuff. And I think a few of us were like, wow, this is so cool to be able to do this. And, you know, every night be pushed and come off stage and be out of breath and, and the partner work as well. And oh, it's, man. oh, so it, yeah, it's gorgeous. Yeah, it really is. And we've got some really great boys as well to work with. We're really lucky um, for the partner work side of things. Because as a tall dancer, you don't always get to do a lot of partner work throughout your career because we're just tall and, oh, you're too tall to be lifted. But yeah. we've got, you know, some really, really great boys that enable us to do that. Um, but it's true, we, we wanted that fierceness, that powerfulness, but at the same time, you know, being sensual and, and sexy and glamorous and all of these different words that I could use to describe it. And, um, and that women true. are. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. For sure. So there was, how many choreographers were there for this show? So we had um, a main choreographer, Benoit, um, who came in from Alvin Ailey from New York. Um, and he worked with his assistant, Willie, who had worked with him really closely for years. And the, the two of them worked on the whole show together. Apart from the tango, we had a Brazilian choreographer who came in for that specifically to work on this. And he's specializes in contemporary tango numbers. He was very unique to work with, really worked really closely with the dancers and he just knew exactly what he wanted. Um, but yeah, so we worked with Benoit and Willie for, for, the, um, for the whole process and both contemporary dancers with beautiful technique. Um, and I think it was a new experience for them as well to come into a show like this and to, you know, I think if I, maybe I'm wrong, but I think maybe they learned things from us too, you know, they were learning from us the showgirl aspect and we were learning everything we could from them. Personally, on, on a personal note, um, uh, the the contemporary was something I hadn't done for years and years and years. I had to kind of go right back. They did bring a lot of contemporary dancers in, um, again, who were then learning the showgirl side. So I thought there was a really great mixture of all of us that were teaching each other, you know, all these different aspects and it's all come together to, to create what we have now. So, oh, such a... That's a beautiful mix. Well, even the, the showgirl thing I, I was sharing with, I've, I will teach a showgirl workshop once in a while and 
it's harder than the contemporary people think it is. They think they're just going to walk. And then when you break it down, they're sweating. Like, why is this so hard? I go, because you know, how you use your legs. And I think people assume they're just going to walk and nail it. So I think it's so good when both sides are challenged in a show like that. Absolutely. That nobody's, nobody's got this in the bag. No, so when you've not got, at all. When you've got swings. So I talked, I think it was Amy that I, that I interviewed that was saying like, you might have a different partner because you're in a different place and your partner. So you don't, sometimes it's like, oh, hello. So you've got to be on your game. But also what was so wonderful to watch was the connection. It felt so passionate in the tango. So it's not like, yeah. hey, this is my partner I have every night. This is like, oh, hello. I get to be intimate with you too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and because um, as a captain, I get to teach the tango number to new people learning it. Um, and um, I was... I, I, I learned that piece from the very, very beginning. Um, there were just a few kind of dancers that were selected at the very beginning to work on it really kind of, you know, to, to hone it in and make sure it is what it is today. And then as the, the weeks and the months went on, more dancers came, more dancers learned. So I feel really lucky. I, I, I worked with the choreographer on that piece and, and saw it kind of develop from the beginning. And so now that I teach that, that number to people, um, the first thing that I start with before I've even taught them any dance move is connection with their partner, you know, is oh. to, because it's just so important. You have to, you know, we're, partner work is you have to work with your partner anyway, but this is, we're so close together. You know, you have to look in your partner's eyes. You have to know what they're going to do. You have to work together. So connection for me is is something that I I like to talk about from the very beginning when I'm teaching that number and then the dance moves can come later and that's fine but it's it's hard to kind of teach that connection um and once you you have it like you said it's it's you sometimes think oh I've got a new partner today but if you if you've got that connection right from the very beginning, you know, you meet side stage just, you know, before the show and you say, right, okay, how are we feeling about this? Do you like your arm like this? And, you know, you just talk to each other rather than just meeting on stage for the first time. It's so important right. to talk to your, you know, partner and, and stuff. So um, yeah, we, we get to dance with all, all different people, which is actually really nice rather than, you know, just dancing with the same person all the time. That must just add that extra little bit of excitement every night too, to keep, keep you going. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Keeps, keeps us on our toes. <laughs> wow. Um, I had seven questions and they all went out of my head. <laughs> about that. Uh, oh, I know what I was going to say is because you learned it directly from the choreographer. Cause I think when shows run on like the ones that, like 11 years, you're getting it from mm -hmm. someone who got it from someone who got it from someone, but for so them sure. to get to learn the show from the cap, were all the captains that are teaching the new dancers have, were they all there from the beginning? Um, Originally, yes, and since a few have, have left and we have new captains coming in. I think if I'm correct, there's, there's two of us that are captains that were there from the very beginning. So, um, yeah, every time, but as obviously first captain, I get to teach the, and it's the same with the bell captain, Eve. She was there at creation as well. So, so yeah, when we have group rehearsals all together, um, you know, bells, bluebells, siblings, everything, um, then you know they know that oh i'm not quite sure what count this was on or where this hand goes you know i can say well i was there at the beginning i can tell you it goes there <laughs> right yeah or like yeah. even how the choreographer taught it like what they were passionate about feels Definitely. like exactly if the show doesn't go on forever you can still keep that closer to the source yeah so you were in bon air i'm gonna say that wrong my i took 
you know, my Duolingo French before I came to Paris. <laughs> and basically, I, can, I can't even say it now that the, the cat ate a bagel. That's really all I can remember off of my Duolingo. Um, so you were in that show. What was that like to just, were you dancing only or were you, you weren't captain? Did you swing or <laughs> what? what? Um, I started off just as, just dancing. And then I, I believe I became a swing about a year in. And then that was kind of as far as I went. I just sort of swung a few numbers and um, well, I wasn't captain or anything like that. So it was quite a different experience to be in Bonheur than it, than it is to be in Paris-Merbet. I've had a really different experience. Um, I, I kind of went from sort of just turning up and, you know, doing my job and having a dance and going home. And I, I also didn't have a family at, at that point either. So it was very much just sort of, oh, I'm on a dance contract. This is really cool. And now, I, you know, I'm so much more involved with everything that goes on and teaching things on the outside and, and doing these masterclasses. And, and, yeah, it's a really different experience that I've found from, from the two shows. I'm so much more fully immersed in this kind of experience than I was before. Yeah. So what, what got you to this point? Like, what was your upbringing? And did you have your sights set on being a professional dancer? Like, what was your... I did there. yes there I don't remember a time where there was any other option in my head <laughs> if I'm honest no, I love that. <laughs> yeah I I don't remember thinking oh well it, this might not work out so perhaps I'll do this it was just that was my goal and I was going straight for it um, and I danced from a really young age you know three years old um, and never really stopped <laughs> went to a professional dance college in London um, and then graduated from there um, 2005 actually um, so yeah 15 years ago and then sort of started working a little bit when I was already at college um, but right from the get-go just started working luckily I feel grateful for that professionally um, in in England and London did some UK tours of some musicals and I, musical theatre was kind of where I started and thought was where I wanted to go um, but then as my career kind of went in sort of twists and turns and you know I, I just did every kind of job there was because well why not you know when you're a professional dancer I didn't really have in my in my mind I have to only do this I was really open to doing lots of different things which I feel in the long run and to anyone whenever people ask me what's your advice you know to professional dancers is to just do everything you know get that experience and work with different people and work in different places and and I think it was around four or five years of working in England I suddenly thought oh maybe I don't have to stay in England maybe I can travel doing this and sort of a light bulb went off and got my first job working abroad which was in Saint-Tropez um oh, nice. and yeah it was lovely um and then from then kind of got the travel bug and realized that it could take me anywhere. Um, so, you know, I've worked all over the, the world really. Um, and then it, it gets to a point, I suppose, in your career. I mean, I was what, 25, so not you know, still really young, but you know, um, I'd met my now husband um, doing a contract in Monaco. Um, I was in a show in Monaco, also very lovely. Um, and, you know, kind of got to the point where I thought, well, I need to maybe just stay in one place for a while. Um, what are my options? Um, he was in France. Um, and the Moulin Rouge, the Lido, that had always been kind of in my eyesight. 
because of being a tall dancer. So my body, proportionally, my legs are super long <laughs> um, and, you know, short body, long legs, um, which everyone always told me was perfect for being a showgirl. So I, I worked as a showgirl around London and, and that was then I realised, OK, I think this is my thing. I think I'm designed to be a showgirl because I really enjoyed it. Um, and yeah, and Paris was sort of always in my in my eye line. And then. I decided, right, I need to go somewhere. I need to stay there for a, year, for a few years. I need to have some kind of stability. Um, emailed both Moulin and um, Lido at the same time and said, I'm coming to Paris. Can I audition? Both of them said yes. My Moulin Rouge audition was um, one day. My Lido audition was the day after. Um, my Moulin Rouge audition was long. It was about five hours long. It was sweaty. Oh, wow. It was tough. It was grueling I was exhausted <laughs> and by the end of it I was like I don't know if I can do another one they were kind of sort of we think you might be right but we're not sure and you know all of these things so I kind of was a bit deflated thinking oh gosh I don't know maybe I'm not going to get you know anything the next day turned up to the Lido audition the Lido was obviously meant to be for me um because it was a very small audition I luckily got a private audition um worked uh, audition for Pierre Rombert who was the you know creative director at the time of the show and um, just sort of danced for about 10 minutes and they must have seen something in me and they said yep you're great for this show we'll take you oh I love <laughs> so that <I'd, laughs> yeah so I'd gone from this you know grueling hard Moulin Rouge audition where I was like oh god I'm I'm a terrible dancer I'm never gonna get work <laughs> again <laughs> even though I'd had a you know a successful career for you know before that and then yeah turned up to Lido and they were like yeah you're great we'll have you um, and then I think it was about six months um, later um, because they needed to wait for a contract to be available um, yeah I started and and eight years later I'm still here <laughs> so <laughs> it was obviously meant to be what was that like going into the show because you've been working professional and you've done showgirl and you've done musical theater was it a big uh, adaptation or did you just kind of take to it no I, I feel like I took to it quite quickly um without sort of blowing my own trumpet I'm I'm very um I'm very musical I like my counts I'm, I've always sort of been quite a clean dancer I know what you probably noticed when I taught you from the totally. way I taught yeah um, yeah I'm that's just me I'm very sort of get this done I learn really quickly I pick up choreography really quickly and and so because I'd been working before I arrived, you know, you get girls that arrive when they're 18 sort of years old. I arrived at 25 and, and had had experience before that. So I felt like the transition for me was just really smooth. I didn't really have any problems, to be honest with you. I just thought, oh, this is really awesome. I'm, I really love the choreography. I get to wear these beautiful costumes and I'm doing it, you know, being a showgirl around sort of Europe is one thing and, and it's great, but being a showgirl in Paris, I was like, mm. okay, I've now reached the top. And I think that's what's kept me here for so long is that, you know, this is, I'm at the peak of my career. So, you know, I'm sort of just staying here. And then obviously got married and settled down and, and Paris is a place where a lot of people do that. So um, yeah, I, I don't know how long I'll, much longer I'll stay here for. I think I've got a few more years left in me yet, but, um, but yeah, it's just kind of made sense to me to, to stay this long. And you have a baby that, I do. that you were, that when we were there, that was just the beginning of that. So 
he was born like right when, when lockdown happened, which I'm glad mm-hmm. that you were at the earlier part of that. So what is, what is that like? <laughs> Just personal stuff, like being, being home in quarantine with a baby and the show's on hold. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what has that been like for you? I think luckily for me, compared to the other dancers, you know, they were in the thick of the show when this happened and were kind of cut off and, you know, no, no more show and that's it. Whereas for me, I'd already, you know, not been dancing because I'd been off, you know, being extremely pregnant. Um, and so I, for me, it's, it's not been too much of a change, to be honest with you, because I'd already stopped the show anyway. Um, but then obviously going into this lockdown three days before I had my baby, um, it's been an interesting experience. Yeah. Um, and I do feel grateful as much as this is an awful time and it really is very strange and you know it's it's very sad what's happening to the world at the moment it's kind of unbelievable I personally on a very selfish level feel extremely grateful to have had my baby at this time because I now get to just be mummy and yeah. you know I have kind of a different identity at the moment obviously I'm, I, I plan to go back to work and plan to be back on stage and, and to do all of that but I actually get to spend some real quality time with my baby, which I might not have got before. So yeah, on a selfish level, I'm, I'm kind of grateful that, that it's fallen at this time um, for me. Yeah, there's no rush to get back. So no. there, are there other moms in the show? There are, there are quite a few mums actually. Um, we had a, a quite a big baby boom in 2018 where <laughs> there were, I think, seven people that had, seven girls that had babies in one year. Yeah, it really? was huge. Oh yeah. my gosh. I know. Um, so yeah, there's a, there's a lot of, of mums in the show, um, which is nice because um, you don't, I think we don't feel alone then I suppose. Um, and, you know, sorting out kind of daycare and, and everything like that. And, um, but yeah, it's, it's so this is the wonderful thing about being in this in this show that you wouldn't get if you were a dancer in a different country or in, on a different contract that you can have a family and have your your job waiting for you when you come back it's it's quite rare that that happens so we're, we're all really grateful for that yeah it's like okay now go do that and you're done with this yeah how long how what's the longest that you know of it, that someone stayed in the show pregnant before because you can't hide a tummy in those costumes <laughs> No, I think there was one one girl that stayed until she was five months pregnant, if I remember. I was it was in Bonner, um, and I think towards the end of that, you know, that they were kind of like, um, I think it's time to stop. Maybe <laughs> we can kind of see your your tummy. And she, she was like, Yeah, okay. I mean, for me, I I stopped at fifteen weeks, and that was even earlier than I expected because it was just the tiredness. And then I started to show, and as you've seen from our show. Um, it's you know it's a hard show to perform so I also couldn't perform half of the numbers because I was being careful because I was obviously protecting myself so it got to the point where I was like well I can't really fit in my costumes I can't perform half the show I think I need to stop now um but yeah it's uh it's it's funny to think that I can tell him my son that when he's older that he was in my belly while I danced on that stage right really cool yeah oh my gosh um that's great that there's other moms like you said that there's kind of a camaraderie because it's not like when somebody works a nine to five job and you do daycare mm-hmm. how does that work when you don't get off work till what 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 time does your last do you guys do two shows a night we have two shows a night um in sort of high season one show a night in low season but yeah two shows a night we will arrive 
to work around 7.30 and will be finished by around 1.30. Um, so home by two-ish, let's say, in, in the morning. Um, so obviously I haven't experienced that yet with, with the baby. So I'm going to, that's probably going to be a big juggle when it comes to it. Um, but I guess it's just about finding a routine um, and, uh, you know, the girls have partners to help and put baby to bed and but you know there are times where you know a, a, a nanny or a, a babysitter or a husband or a partner someone has called in the middle of the show saying your child is screaming you need to come home you know there's oh. been the, the odd occasion where that's happened and obviously you know your your child is a big priority so we sort of have girls say um, I need to get home to my baby and you know that's where the captains then come in and rejuggle the show and no one knows any difference so but I, so yeah, even I, mid I imagine mid-show, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you guys I imagine are it's going to be a juggle, but um, hey, there are there are mums that work, you know, twelve hours in the day. I I feel like we can't really complain to work a few hours in the evening and have the whole days to spend with our babies. I feel like that's not something we can really complain about. Right. Oh my gosh, that's so great that you can have that career and be a mom that you don't have to stop one absolutely I, I had a, a friend that that's an actress and and sort of said well you know when I've had my baby that's it and I was like but no it doesn't have to be like that you know we we are in an age now where um we can have both absolutely and I'm not ready to finish my career I, I still have some years left in me um so yeah gosh yeah we can still do both <laughs> Wow. Well, and then I'm thinking if you're nursing too, you might have to have your bra re refitted because it's like you get to do both yeah. with that too. Definitely. I, yeah. That's I'm, going to be an adjustment. Yeah. I'm, this is a weird question, but I know like after I had both my children, like I felt like how I approached dance was a little bit different. I think it almost felt more just because birth was one of the most embodied connections to my body, even more than dance, where I felt like it connected mm. me in a different way to dance or maybe it's not that huge drive to succeed. You know, I don't know. I think it's different mm -hmm. for every woman, but I'm just thinking coming back or what you've seen from other moms when they come back in, they might, it might go right back to how it was, or it might feel different to them and their bodies and their I, experience. Yeah. I mean, on a physical level, there's no way you can go back to feeling the same. You know, right. um, I, I also unfortunately ended up with an emergency cesarean. Um, because my baby was not in the right position and it was all a bit traumatic to be honest with you and so I've got that to contend with as well because the recovery yeah. for that has has been difficult um, yeah. so not only on a, a physical level your body has changed but also mentally I think you know you, you do automatically change when you're a mum and I think that that it won't ever be the same you know you like you said you will approach it differently and your 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 body suddenly becomes uh, it's it's important anyway to dancers your body is everything it's your you know your life but then when you've you know given birth and you've been pregnant and you you suddenly have this newfound appreciation of wanting to just like protect this body that's like you know done this amazing thing and so yeah you you, you come at it from a different angle and already because I'm starting my retraining again and starting to work on you know with um, with my physiotherapist to get my abs back in shape and I am approaching all of that from a different perspective. So I'm sure when I go back to work, I'm going to see everything in, in a different light. I, I'm sure. 
Yeah, it's, I think it, that, like you said, there's an appreciation, like my body can kick and do this. Oh, it can also do this. Yes. <laughs> like I, and I think, I feel like this is just me going off on my thing. It felt like sensuality, <laughs> yeah. sensuality mm-hmm. feels different. Yeah. Of that, like, I am, I don't know. I think it's, it doesn't take away from women who haven't had babies, but there was something of like more awe of my own body. And Definitely. so dance just felt like, I don't know. I just, I think I felt more connected and things hurt in weird mm. ways. Like the ligaments <laughs> yeah. in your pelvis. I remember going to class and trying to do shenna and it felt like my upper body and lower body were not connected. And so yeah. there has to yeah. be a lot of grace about, because it isn't, I mean, it's ab work. It's so much more of that core work and finding where everything is again. And there's, I, I think it's wonderful that you get a little extra time to get your body yeah, back def- where you're going to feel really safe in a pair of heels going up and down stairs and yes exactly do you see yourself coming back fully into the show or a little at a time or because you get to kind of make those decisions yeah I'd like to think that by the time whenever the show may reopen because obviously unfortunately at this time we don't have a reopening date um I I'm working really hard now to make sure that when I do go back to work that I can go you know fully into it as much as I can I think it will time will tell once I'm back at work um as to how I feel and and if I can sort of go fully into it but we luckily have some really understanding you know colleagues and 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 people that we work with that understand these things that have had children themselves and it's the same when you're coming back from an injury or something you know we're not expected luckily right back on stage back in your show no excuses we're we're really lucky that you know we're really taken care of and looked after and 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 made sure that we're not pushing ourselves make sure that we're not going to have any further injuries and so yeah I I feel lucky and I feel like if I go back to work and say I'm not quite sure about this part can I just have a few more weeks of this part they will be completely understanding and say absolutely that's the thing I've heard over and over about this this show in particular and this company I think going back even further but how well cared for and that people aren't like expected, like, well, just do it. So I think Mm-mm. that, that we're, we're kind of been trained that in professional dance world, like you're injured, just get back out there. Or you feel sure. like crap emotionally, like just deal with it. Like, I feel like this is a new and wonderful thing that can maybe change how professional dancers are treated. And maybe they'll stay in it longer when they yep. don't push, push themselves to the point of injury or fatigue or, you know, just mm-hmm. feel like, feel like they're, they're not, they don't matter. And, yeah. And I know, as dancers, we do have this can-do attitude. Whereas even if we're in pain, even if we're working through injuries, we're like, no, I can do this, I can push through. And, you know, we do have people from like ballet backgrounds that come into the show who are very strict and you see them just pushing, pushing, pushing. And and it's my, you know, my job as a captain, Jane's job as a ballet mistress, all, you know, to sort of go to them and say, or, or talk to ourselves and say, hang on a minute, take a step back. Maybe this is not correct for you. Maybe we need to get you some help. Go and see an osteopath. Go and see a physio. Work through that. Um, you know, and it's really important to the company to keep our dancers healthy because, like yeah. you said, then then there's longevity in it. Otherwise, it's it's so easy to just work through injuries, thinking, "Oh, I'm going to lose my job if I if I if I don't do this." And there's just no pressure. There's no pressure at all. It's it's about the the health and the safety of, of the dancers and the performers. That is so encouraging. I just love that. And when I come see the show again, which whenever that happens, 
I think that it would make me even appreciate it more because you want to know, like you go to the circus and you see how they treat animals. Like I don't enjoy the circus. Anymore. No, <laughs> I, I know. I feel like how performers sometimes can be treated. It's like, Oh, mm -hmm. they're loving this and treated well. I enjoy the show even more that they're not yeah. like, well, just we'll, we'll make you work till you break. And then we'll just replace you with Gosh. somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> so is the company, like everybody's, this has been a long time. Are they connected or has everybody kind of just gone home to do their thing and, uh, and waiting? Or is there anything that kind of keeps people, I mean, there's social media and all that, that personally yeah. they, they may choose that. Yeah, I think, uh, I mean, some people sort of got out of Paris quite quickly, um, knowing that this may go on for a bit longer. And that's been really good for them. You know, there's people that sort of jumped on, on, on trains and planes and sort of flew to family and, and, and have been there ever since, um, which was a really good decision on, on their part. You know, they didn't know how long this would last. And luckily for them, they've you know, been able to spend time with their families. There's been, a, you know, a, a group of us that have stayed in Paris as well. And we're all connected on, you know, per, on a personal level and, and chatting and, and, and we've been using social media quite a lot. I don't know if you've noticed on the Lido social media, there's been some workouts going on and, and interviews and stuff. Yeah. So we've been trying to keep, you know, that kind of spirit alive uh, as much as we can for the public while, while we've been off. But, um, and we, you know, we're all trying to kind of, stay in touch and as best we can but it's just this sort of unknown of of what's coming next and you know when are we all going to be reunited again because there's just so many questions with not many answers at the moment so yeah because I, I feel like for me as an older dancer there's kind of like well maybe this is how it ends like maybe that things don't come back but I really think of the younger dancers that have put so much into this like the heartbreak and the um trying to be patient and wait and take care of yourself not knowing when it's going to happen. So we're getting close to the end of our battery. Um, and so this has been so good. And it's so good to actually talk to you because I really seriously admired you so much at that, uh, the reunion class. But can I, on the ending note, is there something mm -hmm. that you just, when you're, what you're looking forward to when you finally get back in there, is there something that really kind of gives you that piece of hope of what, it, what, what you get to go back to? Yeah, I mean, I feel like, as much as obviously we're not sure at the moment how tourism's going, I feel like people still want to be entertained and they still want to go and they still want to be, to have an escape. And that's what, you know, as dancing and performing this show gives me an escape as well. I enter into a whole different headspace when I'm on stage. I'm, a, you know, I'm, I'm me, but in a, in a kind of different like way. And I feel like the audience get that as well. And so I really, really hope that, we get our audiences back that we can entertain again and that we can you know do what we love to do because gosh it's 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 lovely having a break don't get me wrong but at the same time you know we're, we're here to to perform and so yeah i really do hope that people still want to come and watch us and um, and that you know don't you know get put off and we can come to some kind of way of living in this world where everything gets back to some kind of quote normality so I, I, I hope for that yeah so I think when you look at things that might go away it's so sad and scary so I think a lot of it's like I want to go support these things that I would be just really? so sad if they went away even if I can't get to Paris because Americans are banned from the whole world right now mm -hmm. <laughs> when we're when we're free to travel my goal yeah. is I want to be there and, and see the show again now that I've met so many but also it would make me so happy to know it still exists. Exactly. And yeah. so I so appreciate your time and congratulations to you. And what is your baby's name? Are you okay saying that online? Yeah, Romeo. 
Romeo. Yeah, um, I can hear so, him kind of gurgling in the background. <laughs> that's such a good sound. I've got gurgling dog. It's not, it's not no. so cute. <laughs> so uh, thank you again. And I look forward to seeing you in Paris. And thank you. Thank just, you I'm so, so glad that your dancers get to have you as a captain. I think that that's Aww. a huge blessing for them. So you're so kind. Thank you. Thank you so much. You take care of yourself so that you can get yep, out there fully. Too.